When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcast on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. Proud to be a part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 193, the end of season awards. The shitners, if you will. Uh, Today, we have to give those annual shitners, uh, where you guys have voted for the player of the season, the goal of the season, the match, the fuck up, uh, and the wanker. We also have the small matter of awarding the player and goal of the month for May, so we'll tie that up. Also, um, but yeah, we say goodbye to the season and we look back through the highs and the lows, if there were any highs, I don't know, um, before we usher in the new era. Joining me to go through everything is the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton. Say hello, Mush. Hello, Mush. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. At least the weather's nice. Well, 
you say nice, but I'm not a summer person. You know, I mean, the, the, this kind of temperature with the sun shining, it's a bit warm. A bit better. A bit warm. I mean, I, I put my shorts on for the first time yesterday, and I got a bit. So did I? Oh <laughs> right, I didn't get that. So yeah, I've got bites all on my legs, so I'm not happy. You don't get well, that. I don't know what they are. Someone at work said it, it looks like a spider bite, to be honest. So maybe I'm going to turn into into Spider-Man. Spider-Man, wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, then please consider showing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, any donation, anything, it would be really, really well appreciated. Kev, let's kick things off with some ITN news, shall we? Yes, let's do that. This is ITN In That Number News. Okay, first things first. We will award the Golden Player of the Month for May, um, like you really care now. But yeah, the player, uh, we gave you the usual four options. So you had James Ward-Prowse, Kamaldine Suleimana, Charlie Alcaraz and Theo Walcott. Uh, how do you think it went, Kevin? Suleimana or Walcott? Hmm. Okay, so Walcott was last with 11%. Uh, Ward-Prowse oh. was third. Uh, with 25%. Actually, he was second because there was a tie for first. So because there's a tie, Kev, Suleimana and Alcaraz both got 32% of the votes. I'm going to let you decide. So who, who's going to get it, Suleimana or Alcaraz? I'm going to give it to Suleimana just for that um, most recent showing, the recency bias, bias kicking in. Good, because I don't think we've awarded him the player of the month yet. So I would have done the same thing if it had been up to me. But yeah. So, yeah, there you are. Suleimana wins May Player of the Month. Uh, the goal uh, was a little bit more difficult to narrow this down because we scored eight goals. Um, but we did narrow them down to the usual four. We had the Lianco header against Forrest, uh, both of Suleimana's goals against Liverpool, uh, and that Adam Armstrong goal against Liverpool also. Uh, how do you think this one went, Kev? Um, I'm going to say Suleimana again, the second one. Yeah, you are correct. He won it by a long way with 77%, that incredible run from his own half. Yeah, it was a clear decision. But uh, poor Adam Armstrong. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that run and that little, that left foot shot. Yeah, uh, it was, but 4% of the votes. Uh, Suleimana's first got 9% and Lianco's header, 10%. But yeah, 77% for Suleimana's uh, solo effort. Double for Suleimana then. So news then. Uh, Bazunu, he was nominated for the Premier League save of the season. Uh, that was at Anfield in November, and that was um, that was Nathan Jones's first game in charge, wasn't it? That's right. But he didn't win the award anyway. It went to uh, it went to Kepa, um, because Premier League gave out their awards uh, yesterday, I believe. So yeah, more news on Russell Martin. You probably know that the the deal was being held up by well, it's compensation uh, expected to be resolved. But uh, the issue is that he, <clears throat> he had two price tags: one for him leaving to a Premier League team. Uh, the other two were championships, seeing as we were in limbo when the deal was agreed. So I think if it was a pre- if he was going to a Premier League team, then, then it was two million. And if it's a championship team, then it's one point two five. So I think Saints have been disputing that compensation. It seems a bit trivial at this stage, doesn't it? Considering how much they paid for Nathan Jones. Oh, God, yeah. And that was probably still paying Ralph as well. Jake Hesketh, Kevin. Yes, this is a surprise. Yeah, he's go, he's going to Showling. Yeah, amazingly. He, I, he's fallen out of love with the game apparently, but uh, he was at uh, Eastleigh uh, last season, and then he's uh, signed for Showling. So yeah, just up the road. So that that'd be the ice, nice for him, and hopefully he can you know kickstart his career again. 
Yeah, yeah maybe Dave Dyke fucking uh, make yeah. him fall back in love with uh, football again. Yeah. Uh, and we've had two uh, new recruits. They've signed up for the cause. Uh, we've got Darren Mowbray as uh, the head of recruitment. And I, I don't want to say it. It's, it's Mark Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to call him Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Mark Bitcoin. OK. Uh, director of performance. Uh, yeah. Uh, and another departure, a goalkeeping coach, Andrew Sparks, has left. He was here for four years. Mm. But, you know, with Russell Martin expecting to come in and bring his own staff, I think, you know, he had to go, really. Um, and on the topic of goalkeepers, Kevin, that the club apparently uh, they are working on a new one-year extension for uh, 41-year-old Willie Caballero. Does that surprise you? Because it certainly did me. Another Willie extension. Why not, I suppose, if he's willing to playing the championship yeah i'd play him more often then well i mean even if you don't play him it's always nice to have him around isn't it say we just lost a goalkeeping coach technically he could be one as well as well as you know getting on the field occasionally yeah that, that, that could be an option yeah so. andrew Sparks. like i'm surprised that he hadn't left earlier because he's a, one of the names that we hear repeated and um well wasn't he on uh set piece duty as well he was at that? one point yeah yeah the four set beats coaches that we have this year. Yeah, he was our goalkeeping coach was one of them. And our, and our, and our set piece set piece work is about as good as our goalkeeping. So, so yeah, <laughs> thank you, but goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> not really done uh, a lot of good things. Well, especially it's not it's not been seen enough, has it? Really, all the good things that he's done has probably been outweighed by the bad that the club have done. So transfer news. I'm not ready to start up the transfer roundabout just yet, but uh, I have heard a, a rumor that Juventus are interested in Sulemana. Are we just going to say like hands off now because we know kind of what we're getting with him? Oh God, I don't know. It depends what how much money it is. It doesn't. And it also depends on whether he wants to. I mean, I don't see why you why you wouldn't really. I mean, you've got a chance to go and play. For Juventus or playing the championship. Bit of a no-brainer, but it's all about the money. It is. It's all about the money. James Ward-Prowse suitors, have you heard any... Well, you you hear things a lot. I mean, we've been hearing it all season. I mean, you're still probably on the Liverpool bandwagon there, aren't you, thinking he's going to go there. But the last I heard, they weren't even in the picture because they were interested Mm. in uh, Romeo Lavia. Um, So I think they're going to try and pry him away from Man City. Uh, but, but James Ward-Prowse, I think the favourites are Spurs uh, with West Ham, Newcastle and Aston Villa. Oh, and Wolves as well. Wolves have thrown their hat in. So can you see him going to any of those? Um, Yeah, I could see him going to any of those clubs, to be honest. I mean, Wolves is a bit of a strange one, but um, other, other teams uh, offer, offer uh, European football. So, yeah. Yeah, Aston Villa. I mean West Ham. I mean he wouldn't have to move that far away, would he? If he stay, if he stays down south and moves to London. Yeah, um, everyone seems to be saying that if uh, West Ham get rid of Rice, they'll replace him with Prowse. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rice out and uh, and James Wood Prowse in. But again, depends on the money, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd be back alongside Hoiberg uh, at Spurs. Mm, there's, a, there's a thought. Mm, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it could happen. I mean, I could see any of those more than more so than Liverpool, especially if they're now interested in in Lavia, but. Yeah, there we go. Um, do you have any news? Um, Spurs are also interested in Thierry Small, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I want to keep, I want to keep hold of him. Mm. Yeah, we don't, we don't quite know what we've got with him yet, do we? 
I think we need to, we need to you know, cut back on the first team squads and uh, keep hold of the youth as much as we can. Oh, the youth that did so well. Yeah, precisely. Right, we, we'll move on then to the uh, to the season that was then. It, it was it was a difficult season for everyone involved, wasn't it? And but you know, I, I've been looking back at the end of the 21-22 season and. You know, because then we started to see the wheels were coming off then, really, didn't we? And, and I, I think some, something that isn't mentioned enough, I feel, is how, how we ended that campaign under Ralph. And for all those people, I guess you're included in this, Kevin, uh, that, that think Ralph should have remained. The, you know, the problems go back longer than, than the relegation that we've just had. Because uh, we lost, towards the end of that season, we lost 4-0 to Villa, 2-1 to Newcastle, 2-1 to Watford, 6-0 to Chelsea, 2-0 to Burnley. 2-1 to Palace, 3-0 to Brentford, 2-1 to Liverpool, uh, and then finally ended up with a 4-1 loss to Leicester. You know, and in those final 12 games, we lost nine of them, uh, and two of those ended up being relegated, and we conceded 30 goals and finished 15th. So if that season you know, would have stretched out for a few more games, and I think we could have been relegated then. I, that, that's probably why I, I, I felt with the start of the season that we had as well, that Ralph had to go then. Because it wasn't just this season; it was a, it's been going going on a while now. Um, yeah, but um, we'll never know if he if he would have turned it around or not. You still think he should have? I, I don't know. Looking back, it I just think maybe it was the right time in the summer to get to let him go and then get somebody else in, um, at the start of the season rather than you know just throw it all in in the middle of the season with uh, with an inexperienced manager. So do you think if we had had Nathan Jones for the whole of uh, this season, oh. we'd have done any better? Oh God, no. Do you? I also think that if, if we had had more time in the summer to appoint somebody, then maybe they would have done. Um, I, I don't know if Nathan Jones was on the uh, on the agenda in the summer because you know the start of the season that Luton had. Well, I mean they ended the season. They're Premier League now, so. Nathan Jones certainly his stock rise didn't it because of his uh, his his work with Luton I, I don't know I'd like to think that they would have taken their time a little bit more at the end of May and yeah just maybe offered somebody up maybe they could have got Sean Dyche or someone like that or Sam Allardyce or something like that in that that could have had a chance to keep a team in the Premier League but you know Sport Republic were probably a little bit naive and thinking that we were odds on to stay up uh, and kept with Ralph. Yeah, and there's too too many risks as well. I mean that that I think whoever was manager would have been screwed over by the transfer policy of um, just trying to play that same game, putting all your eggs in the basket of young unproven players and trying to mould them into uh, Premiership talents all at the same time. I think, uh, yeah, we've had, oh, I say one too many, probably about 10 too many uh, mm. players. Uh, if, if we, well, I'll just repeat what I've been repeating all season. If we'd have bought one player for the price of uh, the three players that we bought in each position, uh, we'd still be in the Premier League. Quite possibly. I'm with experience. Yeah, and it's why that, that transfer window in the summer was so important and it was underwhelming because Ralph wasn't helped I mean the players we signed in that window were Bazunu, uh, Liss who went out on loan, uh, Belakotchap, Lavia, Aribo, Mara, Chaletasar, Adozi and Larios that was our summer business most of which have been complete flops injury prone or, or just not what we needed to mount a challenge I guess and the only exception there is, is probably Lavia okay Belakotchap yeah he, he, he's been decent but he's had a lot of injuries this season 
and, and how and you just said you know how much that window how, how much do you think it was on Ralph? Do you think he had any say in that window whatsoever? Yeah, he must have had quite um, a sizable say. I don't know whether it's his mistake, the board's mistake, or, or both, um, overlooking the fact that we needed to replace Danny Ings for yeah. what the second season in, in Arona. That goes a long way to our downfall. We don't have a natural goal scorer, and then you know you bring in all these youth, and you end up finishing bottom. So, I mean, if you look at the start of this season and how we started under Ralph, thing, things weren't improving. And, and it has been said that Sport Republic did want to get Ralph out in the summer, but and it was only thanks to Martin Simmons that he remained. But, I mean, I stand by my original thoughts that Ralph, he should have gone. But the problem for me was the appointment of Nathan Jones in November. That's what did it to me, for me. I think that's the main reason that we went down. We just, you know, Ralph was dealt a crap hand with a transfer window and, and Nathan Jones didn't, didn't press on from that. Yeah. Um, that, that, that transfer window, I remember at the time that, um, you were a bit more pleased with it than I was. And, uh, most of the fans were quite satisfied that we've got all these exciting new players. Yeah. I think if, if we had the same team as we had last year with no signings and no one going out, then it's a premier league team. So you don't need to change too much to be able to survive. But the fact that they did and they brought in all those players at, the, at once, I just thought, OK, it's not it's not a great window, but it's not going to be a relegation team. Mm. Clearly wrong because <laughs> they were. And they, the start of the season, though, I mean, August, we lost 4-1 to Spurs at the start and then we drew 2-2 with Leeds. If you remember, we were 2-0 down to Leeds and ended up coming back to win uh, to draw 2-2. That was the first home game. Um, and then we went and uh, well, then we went and beat Leicester. Beat Cambridge in the Cup 3-0. Uh, lost 1-0 to Man United. And then we went and beat Chelsea at home. So, yeah, after that start at Tottenham, the opening month wasn't actually that bad. The, the, you know, the comeback from 2-0 down, as I said, to grab a point. Wins against Leicester. Massive win at home against Chelsea, which which is what proved 50% of our home wins this season. Uh, progression in the Carabao Cup. Uh, and a debut goal from Don Ballard. And actually, at the end of that month, Kev, we were seventh. Yeah, wow. And we were, we were complaining at the time, thinking, yeah, we, we, we're not actually where we want to be. But you look at it like that. It's kind of like the same same thing that we had under Claude Puel. It was, it, was, it was decent. But when you look back at it, you just think, my God, maybe we could have kept him a little bit longer. Six games in August. We won three, lost two, and we drew one. Scored ten goals and conceded nine. So, yeah, we're still on plus goal difference and picked up three wins, including that cup game. So not not a bad month. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I must have been satisfied. At the time. I think we were <laughs> quietly. Yeah. Um, and then September rolled by and we only had two games in September um, and both of those one nil losses, both narrow losses. But, you know, that was the ugly Wolves goal, that, that wrong footed Bazunu. Um, so we, we lost one nil at Wolves and one nil at Villa. Close ones, but yeah, two games, no wins, two losses, no goals scored, and we conceded two. So there, September, it started to get a little bit. Even though you knew you had time, it was it wasn't looking that great at the end of September. Yeah, when we're relying on the ladies and the B team for goals for can- <laughs> candidates for the goal of the month. You know it's bad when yeah. that happens, yeah. Yeah, even if we did only have two games. Um, and then October, oh, wow, I mean, that was when the wheels started to fall off, wasn't it? Because we had one win from six, and Ralph was feeling the pressure at that point, and 
That win at Bournemouth was huge because we moved up to 14th after that when we moved out of the relegation zone. Decent result at home to Arsenal. Who, who, they were riding high. They were, you know, challenging for the, tight, for the top at that point. And, you know, they dropped points for only the second time uh, of the season to us. So, But then, you know, you look at the ones that we probably should have won. Losing to Palace and, and, the, and the pressure was right back on Ralph again because what did we have? We had... So yeah, six games, one win, three losses and two draws. Yeah, you could sense that something was was going because, I mean, you lose 2-1 at home to Everton because they weren't doing very well at that point. You lose 4-0 to Man City and you think, OK, it's Man City. Uh, West Ham away, 1-1. Mm, OK, that's fine. Never do that well at West Ham. Win at Bournemouth and then get a draw against Arsenal. And you think, OK, we we're OK. We're not we're not doing too bad. But then you end the month losing losing at Palace, uh, and it's just up and down a bit. I don't know. Still, the 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 league position was was um, was fine. Well, I mean, yeah, fourteenth after that Bournemouth win, and then you pick up a point at Arsenal, and then you lose to to Palace right on the periphery of the uh, relegation zone. I don't I don't know where 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 I feel it's starting to collapse. I think it was um, maybe a little bit later, October November. Well, I think. You know, with November came, you had three games, uh, two in the league and, and one in the Carabao Cup. But, you know, you got crushed by Newcastle 4-1 at home. And that was too much then. And Ralph was shown the door. That was three years and 11 months in charge. And But, you know, 12 points from 14 games, it just wasn't good enough. And you, if you remember, Ruben Sayers come in for that Sheffield Wednesday game. And uh, we, got the, we got the win on penalties in the Cup. Mm. Sorry. After a 1-1 draw. And then, yeah, the appointment of Nathan Jones. Uh, and then he took over for just that one game uh, at Liverpool, at Anfield. And that was kind of like a free hit, wasn't it? Because we had the break for the World Cup at that point. And you thought, OK, Nathan Jones has got some work to do. Um, but he's, he, he's got time to sort, it, to sort it out at that point. But, I mean, I'm trying to cast my mind back to how we felt. I mean, I know how you felt when Ralph went. We're all sad about it. But when Nathan Jones come in, we weren't... We weren't underwhelmed. Well, I suppose we were a little bit underwhelmed with it, but not as bad as we didn't realise that things were going to get as bad as they as they uh, they eventually did. Uh, yeah, I think we understood it's a bit of a gamble taking a, uh, a manager without Premier League experience um, here to place our, our trust in in the board in, in Rasmus and Co. Yeah, how foolish it was, was that? Misplaced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. And as I say, December uh, we we had the World Cup. Uh, the league didn't restart until Boxing Day, uh, but we did have that 2-1 win over Lincoln in the Carabao Cup. Um, but then the Brighton loss that was Boxing dreadful. Day. Yeah, because you, you were here to that, weren't you? Mm. Um, and I think that was probably the point where I realised this was going to get worse and we were going to be fighting for survival. And yes, we lost to Fulham and that was at the death. Uh, we let a, a second go in, in the in the 88th minute, I believe. Um, but we never looked, looked, looked close to taking the points there, to be honest. And and then we ended December at the bottom of the table. So, you know, the three games in December, including the Cup, one win, two losses. Um, not good enough. We only scored four goals and we conceded six. So, yeah, I think it, it was December time when I thought either we're going to get relegated or we're going to be, you know, like the 90s and being for a scrap and probably survive at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. Not the greatest game. Yeah. But yeah, not to be. No, it wasn't. And because of the World Cup, we had so many games to catch up with in, in January. And we had eight games in January. Um, 
but okay we had the carabao cup and the fa cup coming in and we had a two-legged semi-final of course and but we had two FA Cup wins in, in January and we had, we beat Palace, we beat Blackpool. But while the cup form was, was good, it was kind of like last season as well. The cup form took us and carried us for that season a little bit. But it started to feel like that again. But the league form was where it really mattered. And then when you lost, started the month losing to Forest at home. My goodness, that was that was dreadful. You lose one nil at home to Nottingham Forest. It was a terrible game. And we went on to lose to Villa, to Newcastle. Um, and it, it didn't take long to realise then that, that Nathan Jones was clear, clearly out of his depth. So from those weirder and weirder press conferences. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a great time, was it, January? It was just... No, gone. I think if you ask um, any fan for the low point, I think a lot of them would give that uh, Nottingham Forest game at home. Just both teams absolutely dreadful. It's still, still lost one now. Yeah, yeah. The one shot on target for the whole game from both teams, and that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocking, really. Oh. Eight games in January, four wins, and three of those were in the cup, uh, four losses. Um, and yeah, nine goals we scored, and we only conceded eight. So on the plus, on goal difference. But again, it was just all about the, the cup in that month, wasn't it? Nathan Jones, the only thing that still stands between Pep Guardiola and a quadruple. Yeah, or a domestic treble, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean there was one good thing to come out of january one thing that i do think has slid away a little bit was that win at goodison park where you know we haven't won since october 1997 so that that was put to rest and of course everton was struggling down there with us as well uh, and we were we were one nil down in that game and james were proud to the rescue with a double and a fantastic free kick um so that was absolutely amazing after that everton won and don't forget that was coming off the back of the, the palace win in the cup and the Man City win in the cup as well. So the three wins in a row. And that's what probably kept Nathan Jones in the job a little bit longer than he, he should have been. Yeah. Um, and we had that fans for him as well, didn't we? Where um, Rasmus was defending Nathan Jones. Well, yeah, he had to. Because <laughs> he wouldn't admit that he made a mistake in hiring him. But yeah. Well, we're not whilst he's still in the job. Yeah. Well, exactly. And it didn't take long, did it, for him to uh, realise, shit, we need to do something here. And that came in February, um, where... You know, you lose you lose at Brentford, you lose three 0 at Brentford. Fans are on his back again, and then the Wolves game happened. You're one 0 oh, up, God. and Mario Lamina's off, and you think, right, not even Nathan Jones can screw this up. And then you go and lose the game, two one, and yeah, that was a, that was a real blow. And that was the final one for Nathan Jones because then Ruben Sayers stepped in, um, yeah, but he started with a bang if you remember because we won one 0 at Stamford Bridge. Yep. And we all thought, yeah, Ruben Sayers is the answer. But, you know, three losses again in the league and Leeds at Ellen Road. Again, another team that was struggling. Lose 1-0 to them. So we lost 3-0 to Brentford, 2-1 to Wolves. Went to Stamford Bridge and amazingly won 1-0. Uh, and then lose 1-0 to, to Leeds. It's, yeah, it's not good. Four games, one win, three losses again. And only two goals scored in that month as well, February. So... Really, really in it now. Yeah, and we we were saying that it was a mistake to um to sign Sayers till the end of the season so early after just that one result against Chelsea. Yeah, the Solskjaer effect. Yeah, and and again, he, once he had that win, it just all went downhill for him because, of course, everyone remembers what happened at the start of March, the the FA Cup fifth round, Grimsby Town 
come to St. Mary's and they go and get the win. Awful, awful night. It's at this point when you, you, you're starting to look at the fixtures and thinking, right, we need to beat them. We need to do. We, and Leicester at home was a must. Uh, again, it was another poor game, but we got the win. And that was that was what the 4th of March, we beat Leicester and that was our last win. Absolutely horrible. But then, you know, you, you beat Leicester, you, you go to Old Trafford and you get a point and, and a clean sheet. Uh, and then you get owned by Brentford at home. But then that Spurs game happened at the end of the month as well, that 3-3. Uh, and you thought, maybe we've got something. But you can't lose in the cup to Grimsby. That was just embarrassing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is that is that a low point or is the, the Forest game worse? I'd, I'd argue the Forest game is probably worse. Probably. But there's so many low points, isn't there? And, and mm. at what point, Kev, did you think that Sayers is, is wait, crap? Fairly early on, I'd say. Before that, Brent, uh, before the um, Grimsby game, I imagine. Yeah, um, after that, you think, well, there's there's nobody that can help us. It's too late at that point. You're in a relegation scrap. And then, you know, April was just as bad as it gets, really, because four losses from six games, it just sealed our doom then, really, didn't it? And the only point was actually at the Emirates. Uh, and that, But that was from leading 2-0 and then and 3-1. And we conceded late goals from Odegaard and, and Saka, which left a dent in their title race, but it did nothing for us. <clears throat> I think we would have needed... Um... Like wins straight on from in on from there on in. Yeah, and then yeah, well that was it, and we had the we had the Bournemouth game at home. Now that was for me. That was when I thought, yeah, that's it, we're relegated. Because you were I here think, for that as well. Yeah, I think we were already relegated before that Bournemouth game, to be honest. Possibly, but if we had beaten Bournemouth, then it would have been game on, I feel, and lose them, and that, that's it. You know, all hope was gone. I lost hope then, and it just we needed them to step up at that point. Because you know you've got Newcastle at St. James's coming up straight after that. You know you you needed to step up and beat Bournemouth at home. And another 1-0 loss for me, that just that just tipped it for me. Six games, no wins and five losses and, and that one draw at, at the Emirates. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're only, only not mathematically relegated by the end of that month. That's true. But, I mean, I was on a Nottingham Forest podcast just because we had uh, Forest the first game of May. And I said to them that this is it, we're, we're down. And I said, this is all about you. Um, and if you can beat us, you'll be safe, which is pretty much what happened. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really matter for us now. Although after that Forest game, it was a thrilling 4-3 loss, but we still weren't mathematically down at that point. It was only the Fulham game that did it for us. And that was the home game, which we, we ended up losing, of course. And that sealed it. That was confirmed then. Officially relegated after Fulham. Um, but as you said, we already accepted it. Um, four three was enough to Forest, and after that, it was just let's play out the season. And but it wasn't it wasn't that bad to end the season really because we had our trip to Brighton, which we were just having a relegation party really, and then of course we drew four four against Liverpool. That's probably the most um, positive time of the seasons when we were already relegators. That is exactly what you said though, wasn't it? Yeah, the irony of it. Yeah. yeah, I did predict it once. I mean, it's it's fairly obvious. Like once the pressure's off, then the shackles come off and they can just do what they want. And so it just goes to show that they were playing with pressure all season. Then yeah, yeah, just not on the opposition. So that that was it. That was the season in a nutshell. We we finished twentieth, just six wins, seven draws, and twenty five losses for uh, 
25 points. That doesn't seem right, does it, when you look at that? When you look at the table and you think, 25, 25 losses. That's a lot. And we only scored 36 goals as well. Nowhere near enough. And we conceded 73. And I, I remember at the start of the season, we did our predictions. And last season, we, we conceded 67 goals. And we said over or under on the goals conceded. And we all said under, definitely under. But as it turns out, 73 was, was over. Quite a long way over. Yeah, I think we haven't really talked much about um, uh, Bazunu and how he's just not a Premier League goalkeeper at the moment. No, and I do feel I do feel sorry for him because I really wanted him to do well. But he, he was playing in League One last season, and he's mm. 20 years old, and he comes straight into a team that can't defend, and he's going to concede a lot of shots. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was just it, I, he, he was set up to foul, wasn't he? But I, like you just said, then yeah, he's not a Premier League goalkeeper, not yet. Yeah, and you need someone who can direct the the back line, and yeah, he's too young to be a leader in that role. Well, he had one. We had Forster, which we let him go. So there's a, there's a few factors in this season. It was just all bad news, wasn't it? The transfer strategy, the the management uh, merry-go-round, uh, the the putting the faith in the, in the youngsters putting the faith in the goalkeeper team uh, selections in general yeah yeah that, that comes under management and then you've got people like uh oreo romeo leaving not mm. being replaced although you know he was replaced with lavia and he was arguably our best player this season so but then it's just it's just the leadership of, of all the experience of romeo there that we desperately missed and i've heard people saying that if, if romeo had stayed then probably we would we, we would have stayed up i don't know because we still haven't scored enough goals and we still conceded far too many yeah i mean it does bring that a kind of aggression that was definitely lacking in the squad this season yeah i mean you look back at it all like that and it just seems what well, it just there was there anything that went right for us is there one positive spin one high from the season that you can think of um tino's back yeah eventually yeah, and Alcaraz, second half of the season was was excellent. Mm. James Wood Prowse was just ever ready and ever present again as always. But yeah, it was um, yeah, individual individual games, but just not enough of them. And, and those moments where we needed goals, and Che was a bit goal shy. Yeah, well, all of our strikers were goal shy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of goals, uh, so well, you know, who got the most goals this season, Cam? Prowse again. Prowse again with 11 and uh, Che Adams with 10. But then Roman Perro with four. Mm. Now, in in the predictions that we did at the start, we were saying who's going to be the top scorer. Uh, you guys all said James Ward Prowse, which you were bang on there. I won't say who I who I said because it's laughable. But you said Adam Armstrong. I did say Adam Armstrong. <laughs> Maybe it was it was more hope. Than, than than anything. But yeah, Roman Perro, the third highest scorer for us, who's been injured for a lot of the season, is terrible. But I mean, you said something then. You said that we spread our goals out a lot, so it's not going to be a, by a massive amount. And you were spot on with that too, because mm. Perro and Alcaraz had four. Adam Armstrong got three. Stuart Armstrong got two. Uh, Aribo two. Chalet Saar with two. Uh, Suleimana got two. Of course, that was in that one game. Walcott also with two. And then there's a whole heap, heap of players that just got one. So you've got uh, Kai Walker-Peters, Elianusi, Lavia, Lianco, Gineppo and Ballard. And that was it for us. That was it for the season. There's not enough There's not enough players that are scoring like seven or eight goals consistently. It's just, you know, you go from 11 
to four. It's not enough. And in the, the assists as well. Who had the most assists, Kev? Prowse again. Prowse with five. Not an awful lot. Um, and then and then you look at Adams with three, Mara with three, Perro again pops up there with two, Alcaraz two, Walcott two. But yeah, it's um, sorry, isn't it? It's a relegation. There's relegation stats when you look at them. It's just not enough. Who had the most shots? Can I go to Adams with this one? It was Adams. 62. 62 shots he took. And you scored 10 of them. Who had the most blocks? I'm trying to think. Who, who's been our most regular centre-back? Belakovchap? No. It was Salisu. Salisu. Okay. Yeah. And he wasn't playing the end towards the end of the season. No. No, he's sad, isn't it? Most tackles? This one might surprise you a little bit, because it certainly did me. Um, Lavia? No. No, it was uh, Raymond Perro again. But, um, well, Perro had 28, and also uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles had 28 as well. Oh. That's That was a shock. That really did shock me. Um, cards. <laughs> Who got the most yellow cards? Lianca. No, it was Lavia with 10. 10 <laughs> yellow cards, and we only had one red card, and that was um, Chiletta Sar. So, yeah, some uh, sorry stats there. Not 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 good reading. Right. OK, uh, so we have the, the awards to give out now. Are you excited about this, Kev? Or are you just like, let's just get over it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's difficult to get excited about anything this season, isn't it? I don't even know if they're having a players one. Are they having an awardee awards evening? Are they going to be celebrating? How can you celebrate a relegation? I don't know. It's... But yeah. Uh, so anyway, we have to award the, the shitners uh, tongue in cheek awards. OK, so don't get too offended. Um, but player. So the player of the year, we all took our votes, uh, me, you and Tim, and we came up with the four candidates. Uh, so we gave you uh, in shirt order. <laughs> James Ward-Prowse, uh, Charlie Alcaraz, Theo Walcott and Romeo Lavia. And the winner is. Romeo Lavia. Lavia winner. Uh, yeah, James Ward-Prowse runner up. Charlie Alcaraz was third, uh, and poor Theo Walcott was fourth. Ah, I think he has had his best season. Yeah, I think I agree with that, to be honest. Uh, and the game of the season. So again, uh, we gave you four. Uh, we had Saints 2-1 win over Chelsea. We had Everton, the win at Everton. As I said, the first win since October 1997. That 2-1 win coming from behind also. Uh, and then we had the the two draws, the 3-3 against Spurs um, and the 4-4 against Liverpool, which was quite recently. Again, Kevin, would you like to do the honours? The winner of Game of the Season, open, open that envelope. And the winner is... Beating Chelsea 2-1 at home. Yay! I don't agree with that. Well, I don't know. I mean, we got three points, but... The... I don't know. I think the I think the Everton one. Or possibly... I, I thought the recency bias would kick in and uh, the Liverpool game for, for pure entertainment value would be, be the winner. Well, Liverpool game got runner up uh, and third was the Everton one and fourth was that, that Spurs 3-3. Three, three. Uh, a lot of people saying that why did you not put the, the Arsenal one in there? I think, well, just simply because we threw it away, really, uh, from 3-1 up with, with two minutes to go. Uh, that's probably why it, it didn't get in there. I did nominate it, though. Yeah, um, I well, I think I did it first, but I bumped it for that Everton game because we got three points. Nathan Jones is only win. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the goal of the season, this was really, really tough to narrow this down because we did score some bangers. 
Um, so we gave you Che Adams. Uh, I'm, I'm aware that James Ward-Prowse scored three free kicks, but I, you know, for the sake of you know variety, we tried to to mix it up a little bit. So we did have one James James Ward-Prowse free kick, and that was the one against Everton, the one that turned out to be the winner. Che uh, Adams' goal at the start of the season against Leicester, if you remember, he did a little bit of a scissor kick, which was um, which was just pure class, really. That was a fantastic goal. Um, we had Gineppo's lob against Man City in the cup, which was, you know, completely shocking. <laughs> you look back at that game and think, wow, yeah, that was a great goal. Uh, and, of course, we had uh, the more recent Suleimana goal, which won player of the month. Uh, sorry, gold of the month in May. Um, so, yeah, um, open that envelope again, Kevin. And who is the goal of the season? And the winner of goal of the season is... Gineppo against Man City. Way. Does that surprise you? Um, yeah. Yeah, again, same reasons um, I would have voted just for, um, <laughs> for that Suleimana goal. I thought that was incredible. I, I I do too, but you know, looking back at when I was trying to narrow them down, my my uh, four, uh, I think a lot of people have forgot about that Gineppo goal. And as soon mm. as I saw it, I was like, oh my god, I remember because I did. And how can you forget about that? And then it goes on and wins it. So. That's Cheeky impressive. Chip. Uh, right now we've got some uh, negative awards. Can we say I don't know? So we got the fuck up of the season. Now there was quite a lot of them. Uh, so to try and narrow this down to just four was um, yeah, it was difficult. Um, because we could have had the the Grimsby defeat, but that didn't even make the cut. Yeah, <laughs> I hear. Um, so we gave you the transfer strategy. So both both transfer windows. That was one of the reasons why we feel we got relegated. So that was nominated. Uh, Nathan Jones being appointed was another big fuck up. Uh, Sayers continuing, not not replacing him with a proven manager, uh, and the two one loss to to Wolves. Uh, at St Mary's, what do you think the what do you think the winner is here, Kev? Because all of them could probably win that. Um, I disagree with it, but um, I think appointing Nathan Jones is probably going to be the winner. Just so such a not even divisive. I think it was maybe divisive to begin with, but slightly united the fan base against him. That's what that would that would have had your vote. It wouldn't have. I would have voted with the the transfer strategy. Okay, so who is what? What is the fuck up of the season, Kev? Okay, and the fuck up of the season is appointing Nathan Jones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and transfer strategy second. Two uh, yeah. one, two uh, one. Wolves loss against ten men was third, and Sayers continuing was fourth. I don't um, agree with that one, but uh, yeah, I can see why people are voting that way. Yeah, it stings. Nathan Jones would always sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be up there, in the Southampton Legends. Yeah, okay, uh, the last shit nut was uh, Wanker of the season. A little bit trouble with this one, because we did um and ah about putting Bednarik in there. We wanted to, uh, just basically because of what he said, not because of who he is, uh, but when you say that you're moving to a bigger club, I genuinely thought he wasn't coming back, and I think that's what he thought. So we could have put him in, but we didn't, because he, he, you know, He's a player. He's a current player. I don't feel like it's fair to put him in. And also Ruben Sayas as well, because uh, he's not a wanker. <laughs> he, he's just done some pretty... He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's just done some pretty bad things. So so we only gave you two options. Well, actually, I gave you a third, uh, which was other. And, you know, please comment. 
Uh, but the two, that Ethan Jones being the biggest wanker, or Rasmus Ankerson. Tough one, Kevin. Uh, again, a tough one, but I think it goes along the same lines as the previous one, where the, you blame Nathan Jones for taking a job that he was too incompetent to perform well at, or not. But Rasmus Ankerson was the one that employed him. Yeah, and, exactly. And stood by it. I think the fault does lie with him. So, uh, Kevin, open that last envelope, please. Who is the wanker of the season? Okay, and the wanker is of the season is... Nathan Jones. Oh, nice. Lovely. Another, another one for Nathan Jones. <laughs> got two shitners he's only been here for 14 games well done nathan jones um yeah so uh, that that's about it for the preview but i just want to go through sorry the review i just want to go through our predictions um and see how bad or good they were um so i've listened back to our preview show we had jacob tanswell on to, to preview the season and i it, it was interesting because we were all so hopeful i say hopeful it was just even on the individual ones, like who's going to score the most goals, who's going to, you know, how many goals are we going to concede in general? We're all pretty upbeat about it, including me. Um, but we, we started with where are Saints going to finish in the table? Um, and of course, we finished we finished 20th, as we all know. Uh, but Jacob Tanswell said 15th. I went 16th. Kevin, you went 17th. So we're just getting lower. Uh, and Tim went 19th, so he was the only one to say that we would get relegated. So uh, I think Tim wins that. Okay, Tim won. Uh, top scorer. This is <laughs> this is where it's bad because uh, yeah, J- Jacob Tanswell, you and Tim all went James Ward Prowse correctly, by the way, uh, and I went stupidly Adam Armstrong. What was I thinking? Um, I don't know. You're thinking that this is going to be his season? Yeah, I thought it was his time to shine. I really believed that he was going to do something, but alas. Uh, so, yeah, points all round apart from me. So, for me and Tim, yeah? Yeah, you, Tim, and uh, Jacob will get a point. So that means Tim's on two, you're on one, Jacob's on one, and I'm on zero. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to give a point for someone on the top four, a uh, point for each one that made it? Yeah, go on. Okay, so top four. Jacob went Man City champions, Liverpool second, Spurs third, and Chelsea fourth. So only a, one point there for... um. For Jacob, I went Liverpool first, <laughs> City second, Chelsea third, and Man United fourth. I got two of those right, just not in the right order. Uh, and Kev, you were very, very similar because you went Liverpool, City, Chelsea, the same as me. But instead of taking Man United, you took Arsenal. The mm, only so one. I got two. Yeah, the only one to take Arsenal in that top four, which was uh, quite surprising. Although I haven't said that, they did have a, an, an amazing season. Uh, and I think it was they went above and beyond, didn't they? Uh, I didn't yeah. really think they were going to be challenging Man City as long as they did. Uh, Tim went City champions, uh, Liverpool, Spurs and United. So you also got two. Mm. Uh, relegation. Who's going to get relegated? Uh, so Jacob said Fulham, Leeds and Bournemouth. Just the one man. Mm. Uh, I said Forest, Bournemouth and Leeds. Also one. You, Kevin. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> oh, God. Who knows? You Alice, said okay. you said Bournemouth, mm. Fulham and Leeds. <laughs> also one point. <laughs> oh, this is where it gets funny. Tim. <laughs> Tim, you said Forest 20th, Saints 19th, 
and Brentford 18th. Wow. That's a big call. Okay, uh, first sacking. Uh, so Jacob went uh, Frank Lampard. Uh, me and you, Kev, went Jesse Marsh, uh, and Tim went Brendan Rodgers. It was Scott Parker. Yeah, oh, Scott, yeah, of course. Scott Parker got sacked after the uh, the 9-0 loss to Liverpool at Anfield. But um, Jacob actually said that he, could, he, he it would be either Scott Parker or, or Frank Lampard, but he went with Frank Lampard because of his affili- affiliation with uh, with Bournemouth. So, he, uh, he, yeah, he went with Lampard. Uh, there's one here, Kev, that hasn't actually happened yet because we all voted for a Champions League winner. Um Tim said Bayern Munich, so he he's not in with a shout. But you, me, and Jacob all said Man City, so uh, yeah, could be points there. Well, that will be null and void for now. But yeah, uh, and last was uh, promotion. Who's going to get promoted? Uh, this was interesting. Uh, so Jacob said Norwich, Burnley, and Watford. Just the one. Yeah. Yeah. I said Norwich, Sheffield United. Sheffield United second. I said. Uh, and Watford. Mm-hmm. Just the one point there as well. Uh, and Kevin, do you remember what you said? Uh, probably Norwich as well. You did not. No. No. You went for Watford, Burnley and mm. West Brom. Ah, okay. Uh, and Tim, he said Burnley were going to win the league. He said, I quote him on that because he said, I think they're going to come straight back up and win the league by a long way. Uh, he also said Luton were going to go up second so he was very close and then he said Watford uh, and he, he said it was either between Watford or Sheffield United so blimey Tim that was some bloody mm, good going good, yeah. very very good uh Kev what are the scores um yeah Tim's won it uh seven I think uh I'm second to five and you and Jacob uh last with four he's won everything this year we're gonna have to stop him <laughs> yeah. well done Tim um yeah Kev that's a wrap that's a wrap for the season thank goodness he says but uh, yeah, fear not. Uh, we'll be back throughout the summer with all the uh, latest news, transfers, and you know kit launches and fixtures and so what. So so look out for them. And also keep an eye on our socials um, because we'll be doing uh, some giveaways. Mm. So uh, keep your ears and eyes open for them. So uh, yeah, until next time, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Open at Southampton. Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.